Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Well, today is uh, Cheese Fair Sunday. Uh, there are a number of different things that we celebrate uh, today. Uh, in our gospel, uh, the, there are really three different uh, points or, or uh, ingredients, if you will, for our Lenten recipe as we go forward. We, we are on the threshold of the great fast, um, in case you hadn't noticed. So today is the last of the four Sundays that prepare us for Lent. Uh, tonight is Forgiveness Vespers, and tomorrow is Clean Monday, the first day of the great fast of Lent. So Christ gives us then, as I said, in this gospel, uh, three lessons, and they're summed up very simply, and we'll talk briefly about them, uh, but it's forgiveness, fasting, and treasures. Forgiveness, fasting, and treasures. And I know you'll remember that. So this first theme is forgiveness. And let me read from, uh, from our passage in Matthew, Matthew 6, 14 and 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So our sin builds walls between us and God. And of course, uh, part of what we're celebrating is the expulsion of Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden. That's, that's, you saw the icon when you came in this morning. And so their sin, uh, as the, of what we all have inherited, uh, has separated them and separated us from God uh, until we receive salvation through Christ. So those walls then uh, separate us from God, but also from one another. But those walls have been torn down by our Lord Jesus Christ, by His saving work. He paid for our sins, and God has forgiven us, even though it's nothing that we have done to deserve that. Nevertheless, we see in this passage that we can't presume on the grace of God. He says, if, you don't, if we don't forgive others who have wronged us, God will not forgive us our sins. So Jesus Christ calls us to forgive all who have hurt us and to seek forgiveness from those whom we have hurt. So tonight at Forgiveness Vespers, we'll have opportunity to do just that. We'll ask one another for forgiveness and we'll grant one another forgiveness. Lent itself is called the school of repentance. The great fast is the school of repentance. And we'll also have opportunity to experience the forgiveness of God in the sacrament of confession. So the second lesson that we receive from this gospel about Lent that Christ gives us is, that, is about fasting. Jesus said, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites. So first, he does assume that we'll be fasting because he says when, he doesn't say if. 
Uh, each one of us may be called to different things in our fasting, and, and hopefully that's something that you've discussed uh, with a priest as far as what is appropriate for you. Uh, if it's um, to be at some level different than what uh, is the standard, if you will. Second, we see that if that going through the motions of fasting, especially to impress others, is of absolutely no value. Quite the opposite. Uh, it condemns us. So we are to fast from the heart without hypocrisy, without showiness, um, a true fast must go beyond what we don't eat. The fathers tell us that we are to fast from sin. So the fasting is to help us to be more alert to the other things that we're to attend to, the more important things that we're to attend to, that we're to fast from sin and to feast on righteousness. So fasting is given to us for our benefit. It's not a rule or something else that we do to please or appease God. It's to help us, because we need all the help we can get. It helps us to pray. It helps us to mourn over our sin. Christ warns us, again, not to flaunt our fasting. He says, don't go around looking like you're fasting. So don't put on a sad face. Uh, don't wear something different. Uh, don't make anything obvious. It doesn't matter whether people uh, inadvertently notice that we're fasting, but certainly we should not do anything to try and call attention to it. May our fasting aid us in our penance, our prayers, and our holiness. So that third theme, then, is treasures. Jesus gives us the instructions to lay up our treasures in heaven. He says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also very familiar passage to us. Uh, sometimes we just uh, kind of glaze over as we hear it or read it. But we need to, to remember what he's encouraging us to do because there's so much in that in terms of uh, where our treasures lie. He's not saying for us to be irresponsible to our family or to things that, that we're given in terms of being wise about saving for the future. But what he is saying is do not base our hope in material wealth and, conversely, do invest in heaven. Don't spend all of our energy uh, creating wealth or comfort or even just to get by in this life in terms of material things, but to really spend our energy investing in the treasures of heaven. And we must base our hope not on what we have in this life, not on material things, but entirely on God and His kingdom. And how do we lay up treasures in heaven? Well, there are probably many other ways besides what I'll mention, but certainly one that we're especially called to during this time, and part of the purpose of fasting 
is so that we actually can spend less time, not always easy to do, but spend less time with things relating to food, whether, even if that means skipping meals, but certainly in, even in terms of preparation, spend less money on the food that we're purchasing during Lent so that we then will have both the time and the resources to be able to help others. And so that's part of what we're called to do is to give alms, helping others in need. We also invest in heaven by our tithes and offerings and certainly everything that we do in service to the church and to one another. And, and by doing God's will and by loving God and loving man. And then finally, uh, by our prayers, by both our personal prayers, but also as we pray corporately, as we are this morning. So we're giving, given much more opportunity to do both if we take advantage of it during this time of the great fast. And that's, that, again, that's part of why we draw back from other things in terms of spending so much time on other things of this world, whether it's uh, eating or, or other activities in this life. It doesn't mean that we don't do anything. It doesn't mean that we don't eat, but we just scale back so that we have more energy, more time, more resources to put into the great fast and to serving others and to serving God. So as we begin the great fast, in anticipation and preparation for the glorious celebration of our Lord's resurrection, may we forgive one another and seek forgiveness, as we will do tonight. May we repent and confess of our sins. May we practice a true and appropriate fast, one joined with fasting from sin and feasting on righteousness and not trying to be showy or impress other people by our fasting. And may we lay up treasures in heaven that are eternal. And if we do these things, then the great fast will prepare us for the celebration of our Lord's resurrection, glorious Pascha. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.